millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. It's me. KB, and I'm joined by none other than the amazing, wonderful, incomparable Julia Eisentrager. Ah, thanks, KB. That was so nice. Yeah, well, you know, it's been a while. I haven't seen you. I miss your face. This Uh, is all I've got. I'm not going to be able to get out the door now. My head's got a bit turned. You don't need to. You got to start anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, matey, one day we'll be together again, and we will be free. Good times. Yeah, good times. how are you? You doing all right? You, you yeah. holding up all right? Mate, I'm good. Like yeah, You've been doing I've... a lot of baking. That looks delicious. I'm so I... sad I can't try any. I'm going to get so fat. And um, yeah, I- I'm fine, actually. Yeah. Like I'm, I thought I'd be so much more stir crazy by now, but day 16 and I'm still going. I'm still good. I got a lot of wine. I'm pretty drunk. Yeah, this is going to be... Amazing. I can't wait to give you this theory while you're down in some some alcohol. Ooh, okay, well, give it to me. Give it to me good and hard. All right. So we've done a couple of theories about Earth, right? Oh, God. So yep. I won't go back into the logistics of our wonderful planet. We already know it all. I don't need to keep repeating mm-hmm. myself. Instead, let's just ourselves recall all that really amazing knowledge that KB gave us in that very first episode of an Earth theory way back when. Mm-hmm. And instead, let's talk about Mars. Trust me. It will all make sense. This is where we need to start. Okay. So just a really brief rundown of the fun things I found about Mars when I was researching for this um, episode is obviously Mars, the fourth planet from the sun, has lots of iron-rich minerals, which is what it has to thank for its rust-colored appearance, you know, just the normal things. Which uh, That would make it our next-door neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. So this um, color... The rust uh-huh. color is what gave yep. the planet its name after the Romans' god of war. Now, space.com tells us that the Romans copied the ancient Greeks, who also named the planet after their god of war, Ares. Other civilizations also typically gave the planet names based on its color, like the Egyptians named it her Desha, meaning the red one, while ancient Chinese astronomers dubbed it the fire star. So it's all Ooh, like, I like that one. The fire star. The fire star. Yeah. Now, things that we didn't learn, or at least I didn't remember in um, primary school science, is that Mars is home to the highest mountain, the deepest and longest valley, and the largest volcanoes in the solar system, which I thought was pretty cool. It Um, is, when you think about, like, the, um, uh, what's the big one in America? The valley. The Grand Canyon? Yeah. 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 That is grand. Like the craters in the 
southern hemisphere are bigger than the craters in the northern hemisphere because the southern hemisphere is a bit older it's all very fascinating if you go research mars but um it is thought that the planet once had running water dispersed throughout its many channels and valleys and gullies however now that it has a cold thin atmosphere it means that this is no longer the case there is there is no oh running. um there's also parts of mars that are the flattest and smoothest planes in the solar system so it has lots of very nice things about it that are like grander than all of the other things in the solar system um which is also another possible result from the potential flowing water that once was so obviously if we drained our ocean that would be like a massive flat plane you know so. i love that you said grander the grander yeah. gracefully and grandly <laughs> yeah we'll get there guys grand it was real grand yeah <laughs> um so i could go on and on about mars all day but what i really want you to know is how mars compares with earth yeah and okay. luckily for me nasa already did the table <laughs> so i'm just gonna read <laughs> the comparisons that nasa on their website have given us so the average distance from the sun um, Earth is about 93 million miles or approximately 150 million kilometers away from the sun, whereas Mars is 142 million miles or approximately 228 million kilometers. That's like, that's a long way, guys. So it's a long, it's, a long time. It's, it's far. It is far. Um, far. Mars has a slower orbit um, around the sun so the earth is 18.5 miles per second whereas mars is 14.5 miles per second um mars also has a smaller diameter so earth is um, 7926 miles or 12700 roughly kilometers whereas mars is 4000 miles roughly and 6700 kilometers sure um, the length though of a year on mars uh-huh. It's 687 Earth days. So, so not like two, our normal two years. 365. Yeah, almost two years. Almost two years. Or, or more than two years, just over two years. Would you say it was 600 and... No, just under. 687. Yeah. Just under two years. Math. Yeah. Math. Um, the length of days are also longer on Mars. So we, are, we average about 23 hours, 56 minutes or 24 hours. And Mars is 24 hours and 37 minutes, which makes it why eventually it has a longer year. The temperature on Earth averages at 13 degrees, whereas the temperature average on Mars is minus 62 degrees. Minus 62? Minus 62 degrees or that, minus 81 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on where you are. And that's the temperature. Um, quite chilly, you know. Yeah. Um, also, the average Earth temperature is 13 degrees Celsius, yes, or 57 degrees Fahrenheit. We must have blown out that, that like us and some de deserts really blew out that average. It's an average. And like, to be fair, Canada and Russia and all of those wonderful northern hemisphere places do get to minus 40. Minus 40? Yeah. Minus 30 to 40 in winter. The things you learn. Yeah. So there's a lot. Now, um, Earth's atmosphere is nitrogen, oxygen, argon, and others is what it says. And Mars is mostly carbon dioxide, some water, and some water vapor. And Earth only has one moon, whereas Mars has two. So Mars would be humid AF. Yeah, dry, hot, red planet. Gross. Yeah, lots of um, 
Although in kink, because it's smaller, apparently it has more dry. It has just as much dry planes as Earth does. It's just that Aha. Earth is bigger. I see. Very fascinating. Very fascinating. But why do we need to compare the two, do I? Yeah, why do I care? Well, there's a very interesting theory, Julie, that's going to blow your mind. Play the music, babe. Now, this theory, I, I have to have a shout out to my brother who brought this theory to me. And so I'm just going to read what he sent to me. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Is it? Is it yes. even to a drunk girl like me? Even to a drunk girl like you. So thanks, Jake. I'm going to read your words. Here we go. Um, what if humans, all alike, used to live on Mars but then destroyed the planet with, you know, normal things like climate change and the usual stuff that people do, making it barren and dry so that where we had to use technology, they had to use the technology to start again here on Earth with no <gasps> tech and different resources. We moved um, in next door. We did. It just like hopped over. There were possibly even inhabitants on Earth already here of lesser intelligence, which, uh, which, the other Martians, I'm going to call them the Martians, which the Martians ended up breeding with and creating or developing the humans we are today. Ooh, that makes a lot of sense. The theory it. lines up with a lot of the ancient alien theories, one we have covered on this podcast before, which was that the aliens built the pyramids. Um, and how, if the first fleet, which I'm going to call them the first fleet, had so much tech, then how come it took so long to build said pyramids? Well, we were teaching less, or they were teaching lesser humans how to become advanced with no working tech in this planet. So they could only be shown mm. advances through knowledge, like cutting stone, moving large objects, that kind of stuff. This is where you lose me, because in my head, I would like to believe that the most advanced technology they had on Mars was like basic. We would, well who knows technology is always going to keep advancing now when uh when my little brother brought this to me i was like you know what there are things there are things that make sense in this it really does and like there are lots of questions around mars that we cannot answer like why does it have so many valleys and gullies and plains that when it has no water um and this is not the first time people have questioned it either the theory has a scientific term and it's called pansomnia <laughs> and it gets bought up regularly by scientists now i found three of probably the most reputable sources we've used on this podcast to date wow um, yeah i know i was like what um a 2013 article on the National Geographic site states two scientists separately proposed that early Earth lacked some chemicals essential to forming life, while early Mars likely had them. First came Stephen Benner, um, who is highly regarded origins of life, who is a highly regarded origins of life chemist. Um, and he, during a keynote talk at a conference in France, um, in Florence, Benner said that two elements that allow the precursors of life to form were absolutely, almost certainly unavailable on early Earth, but were likely present on early Mars. He goes Maybe. on to say a bunch of other things. I can't talk. I think I um I think our producer has sent through maybe a correction uh, in pronunciation uh, that I am so drunk. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and spermia. 
panspermia. Panspermia. Ah. <laughs> I saw it flash up as you were talking. I was like, oh. <laughs> Look, I like my way better because it doesn't make anyone giggle. But I'm happy to bring it to the table, producer Zane. Now, Ben is not the only one to talk about it. In fact, as time goes on, more and more evidence comes up. So uh, in 2018, Forbes, a Forbes article said that, um, obviously with last week's news, that NASA's Mars Curiosity rover detected tough organic molecules in three billion-year-old sedimentary rocks within five centimetres of the surface. At least one prominent planetary scientist thinks that the debate over whether Mars first seeded Earth with life or vice versa will only intensify. And it does. It keeps going. Every time there was a New New Yorker article from last year that questions the same thing because methane gas was discovered, lots and lots of people come forward. But again, a lot of scientists are like, we haven't really discovered enough living or fossil organisms is on Mars. Is this what the TV it. show Life on Mars is about? I don't know. I never watched Life on Mars, but I doubt it. Producer Zane is saying no. Producer Zane yeah. Is saying no. I think we have a podcast about Life on Mars. Um, I think we were going to have a podcast on uh, Life on Mars. Yeah, to surface. Oh, uh, well, maybe I will uh, gently bully some people. <laughs> maybe. Um, look, it's very interesting because I think this – the theory will continue to pop up as the rover keeps discovering new things. So it's a theory that hasn't been entirely debunked, um, but it also hasn't been completely confirmed either. Um, but it would make a lot of sense. It's been said for a long time that life on Mars potentially was a, was possible and that there was at some point. It's just that there is no evidence of it. And for there to be no organisms, fossil organisms on Mars, Maybe it's because they're here on Earth. And that's oh, Julie's face. She's finally listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been listening the whole time. Okay. Yeah. If you think I would only just tune in at that point, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a blatant lie. Um, yeah. I find it so intriguing. Um, and again, if National Geographic's Forbes and the New Yorker want to say things, I'm going to probably You're listen. listen. Um, shouldn't we already be on Mars? No, that... Mars came to us. No, 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 no. Remember we were going to settle a col- colony on Mars? But we were sending a colony on the moon. No, we were, we were sending some people to Mars. It was like a whole thing. I remember. Um, I think like the rover got sent over to see if it was possible. I think we were already meant to be there by last year. Because Hamish and Andy, uh, back in the day when they had their uh, radio show, interviewed one of the ladies that was going to be maybe No, no, no. They were going to live, and I think it was living on Mars. Our producer is nodding his head like I am correct. Because I am a very smart and intellectual person and not drunk at all. (laughs) I have to admit, I don't listen to a lot of Hamish and Andy, although I am a big Well, fan. no, no, it wasn't just Hamish and Andy. It was like a big thing maybe four or five years ago, four years ago, where they're like, we're sending people to live on Mars. And it's like, it's they're going to live there forever. This is what, like, it's a commitment. Well, The Martian did come out, that um, movie. So maybe that had some... Mate, if you think <laughs> I'm talking about a movie when I haven't <laughs> seen The Matrix... 
or up. Yeah. Um, things we're discovering about each other in isolation. <laughs> Very interesting. You've got nothing but time, Julie, to catch up. I've got to pay for the subscription first. <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. Um, well, you let us know what you guys think about life on Mars. Was there life on Mars? I'm ready Are to we? believe this one. I'm on board. 2033 was when we were meant to. I feel like that's been pushed forward a bit. A bit, has it? No? Okay, Zane checking his head. <laughs> Producer Zane, we need you as a fact checker on every... Cancelled. ...episode. Oh, it got cancelled. Right. Cool. Cancelled because it's a dry, barren planet that potentially cannot host life because it already has and we destroyed it. Like Boom. we have destroyed it. Um, so, yeah, you know, guys, buy a keep cup, uh, recycle, get compost, um... What else can you do? No plastic cutlery in your Uber Eats delivery. Limit your farting to once a day. Yeah, just like really hold it in there. Um, you know, and maybe Earth won't. Maybe Earth won't become Mars anytime soon. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know what you think. If you have any handy tips on how to save the planet, uh, also let us know that. You can find us on Instagram at Elvis's Podcast. Same thing for Facebook, or you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. And something that's super fun at the moment is that we are doing live Instagram. <gasps> you got to join us. It's so fun. 5.30 every Wednesday um, while we are in isolation and we've got some extra time up our sleeves. And if you want something that's like fun and lighthearted to entertain you, we have a new podcast on the network called That's oh, Not yeah. COVID. Yeah. Um, so definitely have a look at that. If you want to support the network in any way, there is a Patreon for That's Not Canon, but obviously during this time, no pressure. Just thought I'd put it out there. Anything else, Julie? That seems to be the, like, business. That's the, that's the business. Uh, thanks to producer Zane for pressing the buttons for us today. We really appreciate yes. it when we can't um, record. Oh, he's smiling and it shows you. Thank you. Uh, um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe, team. That's yeah. Nice. Tell your friends, actually. That's the best way to do it. Oh, my God. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And then Zane will smile even more. He'll be more smiling. And it's going to be great. You guys can't see us because this is not a visual medium. But um, it's beautiful. It is. I can say so myself. But until next week. (gasps) Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.